0: I just counted the number of subscriptions for Spoonasaurus magazine today because yesterday was the 10th. The cutoff day for receiving each issue is the 10th of the month that it comes out. And the reason I have a cutoff date is that that way I know how many I should print. And it's a consistent day so that it's just fair as the year cycles through, um, uh, it's just really helpful to have like a day when it's just like this is the day and it's always this day and that way it's fair to everybody and not a surprise. At any rate, um, so sometime after that day on the month that the magazine comes out, I go through and I count the number of subscriptions that are current um to know how many copies of the magazine to print. And we currently have 578, so about 25 more than... Uh, last issue, it's growing about twenty five subscribers per issue. Um, and uh, and it's the sort of thing where at this point, the magazine is making enough money to pay me well the time I spend doing it. It's not at a point where it's creating real wealth, and it's not at a point where it's replacing my ability, you know, replacing the need for me to do some other thing with my time, nor do I really want it to. I mean, I I look forward to it reaching a, a higher level of success, largely because that would allow me to do things like pay the contributors better and finance certain projects that i want to do Um, and frankly it's nice to have it earning enough that i can feel like the time i spend doing it is is compensated and not just a pipe dream but it the thing that a number like 578 which i would never have thought uh well i did think we would get to eventually but you know, it's also the sort of thing where you're like, God, really, that's a lot of people when you think of it. And it's, and it's a lot of people when you scroll through it and are counting them manually too. Um, the point I'm trying to get at is that that number didn't happen overnight. It Was the magazine was not an overnight success. It has been something that has been growing steadily for four years now. And and I think this is the thing about growth is that we it's like the evolution of the spoons I'm carving. They are improving. They're getting steadily better with each one. But early on, you sort of the, the success that you experience early on feels like a big success, because you go from going from zero to one is like springing from nothingness to something. Right, and then to go from one to two is you're doubling and and it feels very exciting, and you you could then extrapolate that logic and say, well then but then to go from five hundred and seventy eight to five hundred seventy nine doesn't feel nearly as exciting as to go from one to two, and that's true, but there's a larger thing going on, which is I think uh when you're going from one to two, it feels like you can't you can barely think out far enough in the future you have to think in sort of very vague terms in order to see far enough in the future that you can see um that you can see a place where that that level is possible and I don't mean that as a brag I mean that as a I I think that this is sort of part of what keeps us from persisting consistently with something is that it is difficult to envision the future in which that that has worked out i think we can i think we can daydream about our lives in in an abstract sort of way but i think when it comes to being able to say you know and then i will have 500 subscribers 500 subscribers and sort of think through, okay, what's the, what is the journey that takes you to that place where you have whatever, however many subscribers or orders or money coming in, you know, when you're 25, it's, it it can be very difficult to imagine what it'll be like to earn the level of money that if you are lucky and persistent and, and, work really hard, and again, get lucky, that you can build to for an income by your 40s, It it is hard to see that. And there are some careers where it is not a steady build, where you take risks and take risks and then they pay off big. Or some careers where you get stuck and you sort of pedal and pedal and pedal and nothing is taking off and you don't have enough control or power to change the situation for yourself. But I think especially when you work for yourself, as I do, that the there's a different there's a different challenge, and the challenge is how to imagine the path that's going to take you from 1 to 500 because that path almost certainly involves a longer period of striving than you think it does and sorry i'm carving while while we're talking so i just have to pay attention here and clean up the neck really nicely i remember when i was starting out the spoon carving business i had all sorts of plans on paper of I just need to carve this many and sell them for this price, and then I'll make this amount of money. And it all seems so reasonable. And of course, it wasn't reasonable because I I had no I, I had some very significant missing pieces of the puzzle. You know, a uh, a way to sell all those things that I was going to make being the 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 first and primary thing, and and in many ways the last six years has been the story of that six years has been the process of figuring out what needs to be in place in order to sell enough of something that you reach that number and a big part of what needs to be in place is simply being around for a long period of time and not just being around passively but being around in a kind of a Um, on sailing ships, there's this phrase that, uh, um, was then stolen. So one of the ships I worked on called the Lady Washington was hired, uh, to be in the very first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. This was, um, the year before I first worked on her. So there were all sorts of stories among the crew who had been on that trip down to the Caribbean to film the movie about what it was like to work with camera crews. And one of the things they said was that the the writers were always kind of lurking around, listening to them, listening to the sailors, the real sailors, and really kind of liking what they heard and sort of adding it to the script. Um, you know, sometimes just to get details right. And sometimes because they saw the poetic truth in something that we would say that actually was... Um, you know that actually was helpful for the movie one of the things that they took for the movie and turned into the pirates creed was this idea uh, on ships that when you're hauling on a line or a rope that you take all that you can and you give nothing back and it's not about getting there right at your first initial spurt of effort there's lots of things on ships where it's about sweating it out and sweating it out and uh, there's actually a technique called sweating and tailing that involves wrapping the the line around the bottom of a belaying pin, having one person hold the vertical part of the line and one person hold the horizontal part of the line. The person holding the vertical part of the line leans their whole weight backwards on the rope. And because you're pulling the rope sideways, you can actually get quite a bit of flex in it. So you lean your whole weight backwards and then you launch yourself towards the bottom of the belaying pin. And all that slack that you pulled... You then are driving towards the blaying pin and the person who's tailing takes everything they can and gives nothing back. They use the friction of the line around the bottom of the blaying pin to capture and then hold all of the extra. And that's how you get a lot of things done on on sailing ships where you just, you know, you don't have a winch that can just kind of do it until uh, until it's at the point that you want. It's not a flick a switch kind of situation. You've got to have these these strategies and so apparently the writers really liked that and they thought you know take everything you can give nothing back was sounded like really good as a pirate's saying but it actually it occurs to me that that same idea um is true for how you need to show up in order to have your presence pay off in the long run which is that you need to show up in a way that matters right in a way in my in my previous book that was about the tree farm I d- I described it essentially as everything in life is either growing or decaying there is no in between there's there's there is no stasis you know even rocks are either being formed or they're being slowly eroded down and uh and so and so are the opportunities in your life your the opportunities in your life are either growing or they're dissipating. And ideally, you show up in a way that makes them grow and continue to grow. And it's not that if you ever gave some back because you had to, or you were being generous, or you you know were sick and just needed to step away. Like that. It's not that it's a problem to ever stop pushing. But the point is, is that the growth that gets you from uh from the first subscriber to the 578th subscriber is a function of showing up consistently over time now it doesn't necessarily mean showing up overwhelmingly it doesn't necessarily mean you know being the being the doesn't necessarily mean like posting every day about the magazine doesn't mean pushing it it just means consistently like not giving up on the idea like consistently delivering in such a way that people are, are continue to be able to find you and decide that what you're doing is for them and that you're continually trying to get better at what it is that you're doing and and if you do that over time it will pay out and it won't necessarily pay out in a, like one of these days you'll have some viral moment and it'll pay out. You know, you just have to sort of stick around until that viral moment happens. It's far more likely that it's just going to be a grind the whole time. And, and that's okay. Uh, I think, I think we have this idea that, that what we're waiting for is for the grind to pay off with some big payout where we have some viral moment and then, And then it will work out from there, that it will launch us into a a new stratosphere of whatever. And for some people, that's true. Now, for some people, that's the worst possible thing that could happen to them because it puts them at the mercy of the worst parts of themselves when given opportunities that they uh, otherwise wouldn't have. they are not prepared to, to handle that. And I'm not saying that I'm prepared to handle that. This is not a holier-than-thou moment. But I think we can all acknowledge that there are plenty of people for whom success is the is their downfall. And, and actually, I would say that the success that comes from grinding, and I, by grinding, I don't mean the hustle culture... Grinding. By grinding, I mean consistently showing up and trying to hold on to the momentum that you have and make the most of it, while also not, um, while also not driving yourself insane and losing, losing sight of the bigger picture why you're doing what you're doing and what your values are. Um, but, uh, I think it's important to recognize that, that a lasting success and a lasting success that can continue to grow and continue to grow can come from this idea of just sustaining your effort over and over and over again with consistency over time, that that's what can get you from where you're at to where you want to go and that and that the number that feels impossible today is is not impossible it's just maybe further out in the future than you can see clearly but as my as my ninety-four year old grandmother told me when my wife graduated from college after going back to finally finish her bachelor's at the age of thirty, and she graduated, you know, three years later. She said at the at the graduation party that we held, she said, you know, time would have passed anyway. And I know I say that a lot and I talk about my grandma a lot, but it's so true that the time is going to pass anyways. So it seems like if you can get yourself lined up so that you can be working consistently at something that matters and at something where if it pays off, will pay off for you in a really positive way, well, and you can get yourself aligned so that you actually can put in the effort, well, those three, four, five, six years are going to pass anyways. And at the end of them, you'll find yourself in a very different place than where you are now. And the key is to Start down that path and then make sure that you have the systems in place that are going to keep you showing up again and again. Thank you for listening. Talk tomorrow.